Star Trek continues this evening on Counterparts. Hey, good evening. <laughs> good evening, everyone. Welcome to Counterparts, and look who's here. Uh, we have a special uh, a special host, uh, Jordan. Thank you. My little practical joke for John today. I like it. I like it. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. Uh, it's great to see her. She's so big. I can't believe it. Yeah, so she's that's, getting, uh, getting real big. He's his daughter. Um, Jordan. Um, welcome, everybody. Welcome to uh, Counterparts. Uh, tonight, we are going to be covering uh, a really cool thing, which is uh, called um, Star Trek Continues, which is we're excited. We have a lot to talk about that. So I'm not even going to talk about it right now because we have a lot to cover on that, not just today, but on Thursday, we also have another live show with a special, special guest that we're going to be talking about today. So stay tuned because it's our it's this is going to be awesome. Um, if you like what George and myself do here on every Tuesday night at eight o'clock, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, tell people that we do this. We appreciate it. It helps us uh, with the numbers. Hit the little like button on uh, you know, uh, on the uh, the YouTube channel, and hit the bell if you subscribe so you get notified every time we go live. Uh, if you're on Facebook, hit that like button and even give us a little thumbs up or just say something. Say, hey, thank you. know, We like the show or we hate your hat, whatever it is. Just it helps. <laughs> Believe it or not, it, it helps. Um, but we appreciate that very much. Um, also, we uh, we want to thank our Facebook members because um, without them, you know, we we really have been it's been really overwhelming. Uh, we did reach the one thousand members so we want to thank we are over 1000 now i think we're uh i don't exactly know where we are last time i checked but i think it was like around 1100 or something yeah like it's that. it's like 1099 or something yeah, like that something like that yeah so um want to thank all of you also finally uh for me anyway <laughs> the um our merch you know we have some merchandise that we actually have that helps our uh, basically just helps us promote the show you get some cool stuff um we we hired this uh, gorgeous male model here to model our stuff. Um, we have cell phones, we have tote bags, water bottles, stickers, t-shirts, of course, hoodies, and we have some other cool stuff as well. So that helps the channel. So we appreciate it. It's also I think it, it looks really cool. I, I don't know. I like wearing mine, so I think it's pretty cool. Uh, this is I designed that little logo thing, so I'm kind of proud of that. So if uh, if you um, enjoy clothing and wearing it then that might be something that you would enjoy. Very nice. Um, we have somebody here saying, I particularly like the hat. Oh, well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Look at that. A fan of the hat. Wow. Appreciate nice. it. I still think we should give it away. You know, <laughs> this hat away. I can't give away, but I have other hats I can give away maybe at some mm. point. We'll okay. see. We'll see. All right. So thank you very much. George, what's up, man? Not much, man. Having a great time. I'm excited about the show. I'm excited yeah, about be, this. Huh? It's gonna be a great week. Yeah, it's gonna be this is gonna be a fun week. It's gonna it's exciting. Uh I'm very, very excited about this week. Yeah, this is gonna be cool. So um let's talk a little bit about our trivia. Let's why don't we go into our trivia question? We're gonna do some news. 
then we're gonna make an announcement about some some cool stuff and then we're gonna go into our our show for for this evening so um george what's our what's our trivia tonight all right so this week's trivia um this is going to be uh, probably for some of our older fans who remember back uh, the old Star Trek. But here's the, the question. Huh? The original. The original, yes. The old Star Trek. <laughs> um, they're all old now. They're all tech- even, in a technical even sense. Even next yes. generation is old. But I'm, well, <laughs> that's true. That means that the, that means the original series is ancient, really. Right, exactly. But anyway. Um, all right. So Gene Roddenberry. When he created the character of Ensign Chekhov, he modeled it after this 60s cultural icon. Who was it? It's 1960s cultural icon. And keep in mind that this that he was trying to attract the younger generation yeah, 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 of that yeah, yeah. time and attract I think I know. Ah. I think I know. Now this will be cool if John can get this. This will be what your your third question that you get right. If, <laughs> if you get but who's right. counting? Um, yes, I think I know. I think I'm not sure. Anyway, if anyone out there does know this, just drop it into the comment section, and we'll flash it at the end of the evening and give you kudos and uh, praise you and uh, sing songs to you. Kumbaya, um, kumbaya. So, okay, awesome. All right, cool. So uh, let's do some news. Uh, I think you got some news for us, right? Yes, sir. All right, so um, news time coming up, folks. Counterpart Star Trek News Update with George Batista. What do you got? This is CNN. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. We need better ratings than that. Oh, my God. All right, so... (laughs) Um, so this week's Star Trek news, um, all you fans of Lower Decks um, just will will get excited that the recording has already started for the Lower Decks Season 3. Wow. Yes. So they're moving pretty quick on this. Yeah. So they're, So according to the article, they're still a couple of months away from the debut of the second season, but already in production has underway for the third. People loved and, it. That's why. They're just, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really popular. Five or six seasons. Exactly. And showrunner Mike McMahon revealed that they were well. They, well, back in May, Mike McMahon had real that they were, had revealed that they were well into writing for season three. But now it appears the show is actually already in uh, voice acting production because on Sunday, Tony Newsom, uh, who's one of the characters in there, posted a selfie on Instagram of her recording season three. Uh, and uh, so they're they're already in production on that. So that's that's really cool. That's great. Yeah, people loved it, and uh, I could see that going a few seasons. So it's also one of those shows that can really go on for a very, very long time. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the Simpsons and stuff. You know, and they and they, they can do a lot with it. You know, they, 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 yeah, they they've opened it up a lot of possibilities. Exactly, and they can bring a lot of new characters in, and they can bring a lot of you know, like like we talked about uh, a couple of weeks back, bringing back some of the old characters, maybe Will Wheaton and and some mm-hmm. other folks like that. So absolutely. It's so that, that's going to be really, really cool. Um, just uh, two other notes. Uh, on a sad note, actually, we lost uh, someone who uh, has ties to Star Trek, someone who played a very popular Jem Hadar character uh, in Deep Space Nine, and that's Clarence Williams III. Hmm. 
Uh, he played, um, he's best known, obviously, for playing uh, Link Hayes in the Mod Squad series uh, back in 19, what was it, 1968 to 73. Yeah. But he also played uh, Jem Hadar in, named Omet Klan on the fourth season of uh, Deep Space Nine. So um, he was 81 years old. Uh, and he, he, uh, a few days ago, I think it was last, uh, might've been on Friday, uh, he passed away, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, they, everybody, you know, a lot of people gave him a, a lot of acclaim for that role that he did as, as, uh, I remember that, uh, that Jem Hadar character who actually teamed up with, ended up teaming up with Cisco. I was going to say he uh, yeah. was one of the ones that we were, we were talking about it last week you know, right. when I had talked about the Jem Hadar. He was one of the ones that kind of broke away. That was not even receiving the 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 what of the the, the crack the, tet the tetrasol <laughs> tetrasol white or well, the crack, however you want to say it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we did lose him. But uh, but you know, we have a good body of body of yeah, work. Exactly. You know? Yeah. A life well lived. Absolutely. Life well lived yeah. and a great series. Uh, those of you also who want who you know who are fan of his definitely check out the mod squad which ran from yeah. 68 to 73. Uh, he was really cool. I'd love to see him with that afro. I know. Then, you know? No, so cool. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, safe travels. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um just a quick note happy 85th birthday to James Darren. James Darren, those of you who may not know, who was he played Vic Fontaine in also in Deep Space Nine. He was the holodeck character that sang. He was kind of like that Sinatra type of character. And he actually uh, was in many of the episodes of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Uh, James really Darren. Like that character. Yeah, I liked him too, actually. He was yeah. pretty cool. And he, um, James Darren was also, you know, well-known actor. He, he played a prominent role uh, with William Shatner and T.J. Hooker in the 80s. Uh, and then I forgot it. He was actually also, uh, those of you who remember in the Gidget movies, he played, uh, oh, Moon Doggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I been around, been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so, uh, so good body of work. So yeah, happy 85th, uh, birthday to James Darren. And, uh, so that's this week's Star Trek news. Great. Thank you very much, George. All right. Absolutely. So let's jump into this cause we have a lot to cover today. Um, one of the, um, I guess the exciting things about doing this show is that we've been trying to reach out to different people and to, you know, to meet people in the, in this space, Star Trek world, and really just space uh, sci-fi fans and stuff. Um, and we've met a ton of people. We had on Michael Treklad, who was on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we actually, we had the show aired last Thursday. It's on, it's up right now. If you guys want to go check that. No, not right now, because we're live now. Stay here. But when this is over, you can go back and, and listen to, to that episode. That was a great episode. Uh, Michael was fantastic and very a lot of insights on Star Trek and a lot of interesting uh, tidbits. Um, but we actually, George himself, had reached out to this gentleman. And he actually is going to be one of our uh, main, of our biggest guests so far that we're going to have on our show. Um and it's the conversation that we're going to be having today, which is about Star Trek Continues. And basically, what let's explain first, George. Why don't you explain first what Star Trek Continues so people can know what we're talking about? 
So Star Trek Continues is a fan-funded project. So let's go back for a second. You know, we all know that Star Trek, the original series, ended after the third season, and it was kind of abruptly canceled. So literally the the last scene, if I remember correctly, of Star Trek was when they were walking into a turbo lift, and and that was it. And you and you know, after that it was it was done for. So Star Trek Continues was a um was a project that they put that fans, you know, that these actors put together and the gentleman that we're talking about, uh, kind of his brainchild, he put together to kind of continue the series, uh, basically where it left off. And it gave not only a continuation, but a beautiful ending to the series. So he called it Star Trek continues and rightly so, because the, not only, I mean, the, the amount of detail that was put into this, show was absolutely fantastic but the stories the beautiful stories that were written on this show and it was only what was it 11 11, 11 episodes yeah. but i'm telling you was it was so like good. it was like watching the original series and literally i mean it, it was a great great show yeah it was really uh i remember when i first stumbled across upon it on on like a youtube and i was like what is this and i thought oh just people got together to uh to, you know, to make a Star Trek, because I know there's a lot of people that do that, you know, they're right. fans and they get, but I'm watching this and I'm thinking, this is really good. Like, yeah. this is close. The sets were amazing. The outfits, everything, the lighting was perfect. Um, the performances were really, really good. And I was kind of blown away by it. And uh, then I, of course, after I researched, and this was obviously years and years ago, I realized what it was and I watched every episode and was just blown away by how creative these episodes were. Didn't you think they were like really creative, like as creative as the original, as some of the original ones? I thought completely, completely creative. Apollo comes back, right? Exactly. You know, I thought that was so brilliant that they found you know the guy who played. Uh, let me see. I think I have it here, but you know he played Apollo, and it was like an unbelievable uh, uh, episode. Let's see if I see it somewhere here. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic because and you're absolutely right. It was literally like the the sets were exactly the same. Yeah. The the sounds and the noise and even the music, everything was was the same and and the the performance was were fantastic, but the stories, the stories could literally hold up with the original series. That's how yeah. good those stories were because they oh, were really they were written so well. Right. And that's what that's what shocked me I think the most. I know. They were written well. Uh, Michael Forrest was the, the gentleman who played yes. uh, Apollo, Apollo in the original series with uh, William Shatner. And then, um, but anyway, I guess our announcement is that on Thursday, this coming Thursday, live, we actually have the gentleman that's actually that played Captain Kirk. Now, remember, only three people so far have played Captain Kirk William Shatner, uh, Chris Pine, Pine and uh, this gentleman. And his name is <laughs> we've been we've been practicing his name. It's Mignana. Vic Mignana. Vic Mignana. So there Vic Mignana is, is going to be on our show live on Thursday. This is him as uh, Captain Kirk. Um, this is him and his crew. Uh, we're very, very excited to present to you um, that show on Thursday. It is live June 10th. It's at. 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. here, Eastern Standard Time. If you're on the East Coast, um, join us for this live episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you're a Star Trek uh, fan, obviously you want to ask him questions. So 
please join us live and and uh and yeah so we are we are super excited um you know he emailed me today he spoke to george as well everything's confirmed um so we're really excited about that about having uh having Vic on so that's our big announcement we're super psyched about that um and we're going to talk today about actually star trek continues because it was one of these uh series that was really you talk about you know i'm, I'm a filmmaker so i know about fan you know as a fan of film you have to get people who are also fans of films who want to be in your film right because you don't right. have a million dollars or a thousand dollars to to spend so you want people that are like-minded to put projects together and so for them to be able to put this project together so well and with everyone being 100 committed and it becoming almost like a uh a crusade you know like it became because it was like they remember they they weren't sure after they shot like the first four or something if they can go on right you know because they were but the outpouring of like respect for the show and the the request it just kept going and kept going and they did 11 and really put a wonderful bookend to this series and uh george what was it that rottenberry uh son yeah we were we were talking about it uh earlier actually and um uh gene roddenberry's son eugene roddenberry actually had said first of all he 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 had uh, there's a there is a message from him on youtube talking about the show and how wonderful it was done and how his father would have been proud of what they created but also um it is said that eugene roddenberry considers it uh, what they call canon to the actual franchise, meaning a, an actual continuation to the franchise, which wow. is amazing because, again, you know, we've never seen the period from when Star Trek, uh, the original series ends to when the first movie starts. Right. But in, when you watch Star Trek Continues, you actually see what happened and you actually see a beautiful transition into the first movie and what happened to their characters and where they went and and that type of thing now of course you're always thinking about you know wonder what happened between that time i wonder why mccoy went here and spock went there well it actually talks about it and explains it beautifully right, right. and also they had some uh some people in it that were uh christopher Duhan, or, or i don't know if you pronounce it that way but duhan chris so Duhan. um he was actually the son of James, James Doom. Mr. Scotty, he's playing Scotty in the yeah. series. He's yes. the son of Scotty, and he's playing. I was like, whoa! When I found that out, I was like freaking blown away. Um, and we also had um, um, what's his name? Um, John Delancey was on as well. Yes, he was. Yeah, he had, was on an episode. Yes, he played in an episode. So they got some people. You know, they got really some great people. And there was a, um, like I said, Michael Forrest who played Apollo in the original series reprised his role again as apollo in uh in the saying he was really good he was he was, he was fantastic. really really good like, and, you know they they and they also got they also and and actually i was very surprised when i mean even my wife my wife and i watched it we were very surprised also not only at the caliber of actors that they got yeah. but also lou ferrigno right, was on right. it That's um right. Erin Gray, who is who used to be in Buck Rogers, the, uh, mm -hmm. the old Buck Rogers series, she was on it. Um, I was very surprised at the actual yeah. caliber of actors that they were able to get. Yeah, and I think it happened because the momentum was picking up and people, right. the excitement of the show was getting, people were talking about it. And when you get that, you know, and you have people that really love Star Trek, you know, you make that phone call and you say, yes. hey, John, they're like, can you, you want to be on, you know? Um, yeah. And if he's heard about it, because I think a lot of people did that were in that, 
in that space, um, you would want to do it, especially somebody like like John, you know, who's played such a huge part in in Star Trek for him to kind of be part of sort of the closing of the original series, knowing right. that he was such a big part of the next generation. I think that was that that was fantastic. So definitely a, a, a wonderful series. If you haven't checked it out, um, definitely we're going to ask a lot of questions to to Vic when he's here on Thursday again. It is Thursday. He's going to be here live. If you're just tuning in, we have uh, um, Vic. And again, I've been practicing his name. So it's Mignana, right? Uh, absolutely. You got it. Vic, Vic Mignana is going to be on the show on Thursday live uh, June 10th. It's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central. And uh, we're going to be asking him questions. So please tune in. And, um, you know, the experience of... of I want to ask him because there's a couple of questions that I want to ask him, but one particular one is that I really want to, you know, the, the shoes to fill, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like how do you decide you're going to, okay, I'm just going to play Captain Kirk. You know, not, it's not only Captain Kirk, the way Pine played him, you know, like with right. the new modern stuff and the, you know, Abram stuff, but I'm talking about like how we knew him, right? How we originally knew Captain Kirk from the original series and he's stepping into those shoes. That's going to be an interesting conversation. To do I was that. thinking to myself the other day, actually, as it's uh, funny, I was, I, I tend to like brainstorm when I'm in the shower and stuff like that. And I was thinking, I don't want to hear I'm, about this, but <laughs> sorry, man. Um, but, but, but keep bringing that up every single episode. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 my best ideas when I'm naked, I can't, right. but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um the show's going downhill quick <laughs> but um but anyway i was thinking of the the mindset that he he would have had to say to himself i mean to me it would be completely frightening to mm -hmm. to go into fill the shoes of captain kirk of a cultural icon in a a series or in a franchise or a universe that is so strict about how they want they like their characters played and how things should be and exactly and if and if Man. you know I mean you you got to be thinking to yourself boy I got to do this right or this this can completely screw everything up right think yeah. about it yeah because it Star Trek fans are are like and I think you know and, and George you, you and I have spoken about this you know we love Star Trek right but right. there are people out there who live it. And, and I, I, you know, I got clothes. I wear, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm into it and we watched, we watched everything. Right. But there are people that will look at every single detail of everything and really know that this was not correct or whatever. Right. Um, but for them to really praise the series as well, as much as, as it has been, that's saying something to their attention to detail and to their, just to their professionalism on really finding like a really, uh, uh, perfect crew to play these characters because it's also every character has their own unique um personality right you know etched into stone for all of us you know exactly I mean? like we only exactly. know them this one way mm -hmm. that's why with star trek the new star trek you know you can finagle a little bit you know mm -hmm. because it's new and people that are watching it now a lot of them haven't you know the 60s they're not there is going to get a new generation. Everybody likes Chris Pine and mm -hmm. all these kind of cool things. But um, this is something that really had to be down, down to detail to really get people interested because it was not something that you could mess up. Like you said, you screw this up. It can be really bad. 
No, absolutely. And it, and it's not only it's not only playing the the regular crew, but you're also right. adding people. Okay, they they added and those of you who haven't seen it yet, you know, definitely check it out because they added a counselor to yeah. to the uh to the crew. And yeah, obviously yeah. the the character of the counselor we 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 you know before we never, this we we then never did it. Right. They never had it. They had it um on next generation. That was kind of right. the first time you saw it. Right. And right? I think that's one why they did that cuz kind of like show that this that this is something that a thing could have been done exactly and and that's what i loved about it and then the 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 young lady who played her, her name was michelle specht if i have her name correctly correct but she, she was fantastic in it yeah she was she was very good she um she didn't you know they didn't and what i liked about it they didn't make her uh the same thing as like uh, next generation they didn't make her betazoid you know they made right. her you know a, a human a, a human who was who was very empathetic with people, but they didn't overdo her character. She yeah, was like there that. in the perfect spots yeah. where she needed to be and to counsel in yeah. certain sections. She was not afraid to tell the captain what she thought, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, but, um, they, they weaved her in beautifully where, um, where you literally, it was almost like you, she could have been a part of the old series and you would never realize that she was, right. she was there, you know? Right. Right. And, um, what's her name? Um, uh, uh uh, Sirtis, uh, Marina Sirtis. Marina Sirtis. Uh, she she was the computer. She, she was the com voice of the computer. Yeah, <laughs> voice of the yeah. computer. I was like, oh, that's a perfect, uh, <laughs> awesome. perfect thing added thing there. You know, I was like, absolutely, wow. so absolutely. Cool. So I just wanted to um, to just read something that I that I had here. Um, so Star Trek continues shot in a eighteen thousand five hundred square foot studio, which housed the largest, most complete standing um um star trek star trek sets in the world including the bridge corridors turbo lifts quarters sick bay briefing uh transporter room uh the jeffrey's tube engineering auxiliary control shuttlecraft a uh, planet set and much more precisely precisely constructed using the original star trek blueprints and you can see actually this the the blueprints on uh, if you go to the website which is Star Trek continues.com and you can see the uh, the actual blueprints for everything that they did but they really they really went all out all detailed and uh, 18,000 square feet um, studio where they shot this at so they were they were serious oh yeah really oh yeah they, absolutely and, and if you when you go on YouTube you you can if you go on their YouTube channel you can actually see they they bring you on a tour of the set and yeah. you can actually see all the things they made and they kind of talk about how they made it. And they, you, you get a lot of behind the scenes footage, which I love. I, yeah. I, I get into that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you get to learn about how they did it and why they did it and how much work they put into, it, which was incredible. Yeah. One of the, uh, the, also the amazing things was that, you know, Star Trek always had a very specific lighting design. Mm -hmm. You know, it had a very specific line. That I know people would say because William Shatner was very, I want the camera on me and I want right. lighting. Like you know, I, I don't know if that was true or not, um, but he was always lit in a very, very specific way. Right. You know, and they they got that right. You know, they were doing that on on Star Trek Continues. I was like, wow, they really took that much. Can you know they because they could have easily come in and it's you know it's twenty whatever it was 2011 i think right mm -hmm. I think, but, uh, and 
totally modern stuff, you know, at that point, right? I mean, we could, we don't need, we could have the best lighting, but they didn't have the best lighting in 1967, 68. You know what I mean? They didn't have, they had lighting, but they didn't have what they have today where they had huge giant lights that were a hundred degrees, a thousand degrees, I should say. And, you know, that's what they, now today they have much more cooler lights. You know, they have much more, um, softer lights, right? They don't get hot. And, but they somehow found the lighting to match those shows. And that to me was really impressive. I really thought, wow, that's so, you know, it just shows you that when you're really, when you really could put a team together of committed people, you know, on, on something that that's something like people can look at it as trivial, like Star Trek or something like that. But it's so much more that people got together to do something, to pay tribute to something that impacted millions and millions of people 55 years ago. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't like Star Trek. Nobody cares, right? Nobody right. cares that they, that we love Star Trek, right? The fact is that this show 55 years ago, which got canceled after three seasons, which was supposed to go five, right? Mm-hmm. Is still to this day influencing people to the degree that they build an 18,000 square foot studio to build and to finish the series to complete the the you know and with the 11 uh, episodes to complete the series i mean that's that just shows you how powerful again the message of star trek is and why people are so gravitate you know gravitate to it yeah absolutely the and and again you look at it's almost like the fans come to the rescue again Right. Right. Because think about it. Star Trek exists today because the fans came to the rescue after the after those series. Right. There was letter writing campaigns. There was conventions and all that. It was it it swelled so much that you had to do something. You had to do a movie. You had to do another series. You had to do. So now in order to continue it, the fans came to the rescue again. again. They poured their donations in because they believed in the product. Because, again, just like you said, the 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 you know, that power that Star Trek holds for people that they were like, they were so into it and they were like, yeah, let's get behind this thing and let's finish this out. And that's what they did. Yeah. And I thought, you know, when, when people follow um, Gene Rottenberry, you know, there's a, you can sign up for it actually also and get like daily quotes. As a matter of fact, if you have um, Alexa, Alexa, yeah, you can actually just be like, Alexa, what was the Gene Rottenberry's quote, quote of the day, whatever it is. And they'll give you one of his quotes. And he really believed in humanity. He believed that the future was going to be better. You know, he believed that we were going to come together and work as one and really handle the problems that we currently have on the planet. Um, And he just had a lot of hope. And I think that that is what propels the show. And that's what keeps it going. It's not a show about, you know, (laughs) a lot of these sci-fi movies, they start off with like the planet being dead or something already. One guy. you know, surviving or whatever. And it's like, it's already been done or another planet or they're trying to say, or this planet has already been, you know, it's a Mad Max kind of a film. Right. Right. And that's not what Star Trek is. Star Trek is the opposite of that. Star Trek is the hope. It's like, what if we all came together and did the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know, for humanity? Mm -hmm. What if that happened? You know what I mean? What would that look like? And in Gene's mind, that's what it would look like, like Star Trek. And then I think that just continues. Of course, now we're having a little bit more adventure. We're having some fun with Lower Decks. And we're having some, you know, um, the, the other show that's come that's uh, going to be starting soon. Strange New Worlds. Um, Strange New Worlds. 
all these things are, you know, um, continuing of that. But the basic foundation, the basic premise of the show is hope. Yes. You know, yes. and that's what, what really, uh, really just brings people in. Yeah. You know? And that's one of the things also that, um, and if you watch Starship Continues, it continues with that message. Matter of fact, there's an episode, right. uh, if you remember, there's, there's an episode that they did called Embrace the Winds. And mm -hmm. this was an episode how they talked about how they never, at that time, they'd never had a female who was commanding a starship. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah. it was, and the episode, I mean, it was a very powerful episode because the the young lady that they wanted, uh, that and it was actually they were offering Spock his own ship, right. and then but they were saying it was between Spock and this young lady, and this young lady kind of took a stand and was saying, you know, I, yes, I would like to command a ship, but I don't want to command a, you know, I I don't want to command a ship just because I'm a woman. I want to command a ship just because of what I bring to the table, the experience, and everything that I've done. And it was a, a, a really really powerful episode. Yeah, and that actually resonates so much with the world today. You know, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like it's like for me, I don't want to be given anything. I want to work for what I for what I got. I want to be able to. I don't want to because I'm a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. I don't deserve anything different. Than anyone else you know right. i work i work hard i know i i knew when i was growing up what was right or wrong right. you know and i did i did the right thing for the most part right and we both did because we were both in that environment um and you know i managed to to get out based on on that and whatever i have is based on what i what i have earned and i think right. that that episode is beautiful because this is the future this is what even this you know through gene martinberry's uh vision it still carried on on these 11 episodes that's right. still that hope for the future you know absolutely I, mean, I think that that's fantastic linda berman says uh i just remember that it was the first new show we saw with a color television wow <laughs> so cool. look at that that's so cool <clears throat> so absolutely. yeah yeah um i always wondered there was no there were no black and white star treks um well, oh, that first first one the because first, heard, the first pilot wasn't I think the, the pilot was the right? pilot was black and white. If I remember correctly, the the pilot was black and white. Then and they then, it did get picked up, right? And I believe they went back to the drawing board and did another pilot, which was right. then color. That was color, exactly. And that was the one that we saw that, that with, we saw with uh, Kirk. Yes, the, the first pilot with. was kept. Yeah. Now, did they? Did they? I don't remember. Did they go back and color that original pilot? Oh, I don't think so. Because oh, they, they left they left the black and white. Yeah, I'm trying, I, I don't remember. I think I saw it recently, and um, I think it was still in black and white. Yeah, I remember okay. seeing something in black and white. Because I know um, these days they go back and they try to color everything. So I was. Just I know it looks so they... terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah right, it looks, right. no, I mean, I know they're getting better at it, but I hated from the from uh, anything colorized. I always hated. It was one of the worst things that they did to films. Yeah, I agree. Like, you watch these old movies like It's a Wonderful Life and. Remember Ted Turner? He was like, "Well, I mean, what's what's better than uh, a black and white film when you add color to it, right? It's going to be better." No, not you. Yeah, no moron. No, you're ruining it. And then it didn't even look good, and the colors were all weird, and you don't even know what they were wearing. Right. Right. Nobody right. knows what they were wearing. You know what mm. I mean? Anyway, but also another <laughs> <laughs> soapbox. <I'm leaving. laughs> <laughs> um, but the, another thing that I remembered him talking about was they actually shot it in the same frame that the original series was shot. 
So right. I whatever it's, I don't remember what sixteen by nine or whatever it yeah, is, yeah, but they the the ratio, the aspect yeah. ratio, they shot it that way purposely to fit yeah. the old film, the old Star yeah, Trek. Wow. Yeah, I mean that makes so much sense because it, it's so easily. You could have been so easy, like you know, we're gonna shoot it in big screens, or we could show it in theaters, and we could no, no, yeah. that's not what it's about. It's not. What it's, it's about matching this. It's about bookending it. You know, I absolutely. That's, that's really was the the. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the actors. Uh, the gentleman that played uh, Spock, his name is uh, Todd Habercorn. Mm -hmm. um, he did a great job. You know, Spock is one of those characters that you really. It's much harder to play a Spock than it is to play a Kirk when you think about it. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. you are able to emote with Kirk. Kirk, right. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, whatever you feel, you can actually, with Spock, you have to do it more subtly. And, you know, the eyebrow was a big thing, right? You know, the confusion yes. or the fascinating yes. element, yes. Um, the body, the body structure, um, the body, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, body posture. language or oh, posture, right? Okay. The posture had to be a certain way, you know, mm -hmm. all these little nuances was, you know, extremely important to play a, a character like Spock. So, and they, they found this, uh, this gentleman who really, I thought, I don't know what you thought about it, but I thought he really did a great job. He, you did. Know, he did capturing somebody, um, that was iconic, you know, um, really just iconic. Again, stepping into Big huge shoes. shoes, you know what I'm saying? But it's the, like I mean, yeah, yeah, big Vulcan shoes like that. But again, playing him beautifully, um, and and you know, really capturing Spock. But and like we talked about the same thing with <clears throat> same thing with how Vic captured Kirk. They did it in a very subtle way, but right. not overly done. Right. right. And when you, you know, you, the, what I loved is like, for example, Vic would walk into the room. He's Kirk walking into the room, but he didn't overdo it. Right. That, that's the thing about um, <laughs> that. That was always the thing that I was always worried about. You right. know, even, even when the new Star Trek came out with Chris Pine, I'm glad that they didn't do the, that they just did like their own thing, basically, right. you know. Um, but with him, with, with Vic, he was able to capture, the, and this is a question that I definitely want to ask him on Thursday because he's going to be live here, everyone, on Thursday, just so you guys know. <laughs> I'm going to repeat this again. But on Thursday, um, Vic is going to it's going to be here. It's live Thursday, June 10th, uh, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and uh, we're really excited to welcome him here. So one of the questions that I want to ask him is not only did Vic capture the, the the again the posture and the body language right but there was real a lot of nuances in the tone and also kirk has a very specific you know a way of of saying things right it's basically the inflections at the end of sentences and his inflections overall are sometimes like this right right you know, but right. you know he has a little bit of that jagged kind of thing right and it's very easy when to imitate that and to go over the top, you know, like a, like Kevin Pollack, who's brilliant, right? Yeah, he does. Um, imitating, yeah, <laughs> as, as, as imitating, but he does that almost like a caricature of yeah, right. of of, uh, of Captain Kirk, you know, and and he knows he's doing it, you know, he's going over the top, you know, you know, he's going over the top and stuff. But that's but Vic did a a perfect job, like you said, very subtle, very controlled, very believable, you know, and all the characters did that. I think that that was. It's very difficult to do that because these are characters. When you when you talk about McCoy and Kirk, I mean these are two very. I mean, damn it, Jim. You know, yeah. you can just mm -hmm. 
really go over the top with that and ruin right. it. You know right. what I mean? For, with both these characters, both of these characters, with even with Chekhov and and actually all of them, really, they have their own very unique uh, nuances to their to their vocal tones and everything. And that can be really ruined if you get somebody who's there doing an impression. Right. Right. Exactly. You're not doing yeah. an impression. Mm -hmm. You're capturing the essence mm -hmm. of a character and yeah. portraying that character. And that's really what was impressive. So uh, we're definitely going to be talking to Vic uh, Mignana, right? Yeah, good. On uh, <laughs> Thursday, I've been saying it, Vic Mignana. Mignana. Vic Mignana. Mignana. So Vic Mignana is going to be here on Thursday uh, live. So we could ask a question. If you guys have any questions yes. uh, that you think we should ask him, write it in the comments. We'll write it down right now. And Absolutely. I'll say from you, I'll say in case you can't make the show and maybe you can watch it later. I'll say, hey, Joe Schmo had a question for you. And I'll, I'll ask Vic the question. Um, we're going to be posting posting this a lot on different Star Trek um, um, pages as well. Uh, because we want to get a lot of people that are uh, fans of Star Trek Continues and Star Trek in general to join us on Thursday live at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central. Vic Mignana is going to be on the show. So we have Spock, who is... Oh, yeah, who's, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got to keep him on track. <laughs> I, was, I was like so excited about that. Uh, All right. So uh, Grant Imahara yes. uh, played uh, Sulu. Sulu. Um, he was good. Yes. Very, very good. Very, very good. He was another character that has a, oh my, you know, the whole, um, <laughs> that whole uh, thing. And you don't want to go there. No. You know what I mean? You definitely don't want to go no. like, oh my, oh, can, no. you know, captain, you know, you don't right. want to go there because you would just destroy the whole thing. But he didn't do that. And I think that might've, and we'll ask this to, we'll ask Vic, obviously, if that was a conscious decision, you know, you obviously had to make sure that you were not imitating mm -hmm. you know that you you know uh uh captain kirk and that you were just trying to capture the essence of the character and and uh, and sulu had of course a big uh influence vocally he still does you yes. know what i mean i mean yes. you know he goes on howard stern and yeah. you know and his voice is just uh, 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 you know <laughs> well i tell you you know uh, it's kind of funny uh you know he's got that very distinctive voice yeah. he uses it for, he does a lot of uh, a lot of you know vocal voice uh, voiceover work and stuff. Um, brilliant, brilliant guy, but uh, definitely played really well by um, by Grant. And uh, who else? Ahura uh, was Kim Stinger mm -hmm. uh, played Ahura. Um, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and again, really, really good. There was that scene where she was singing, and you know, because there was that that popular episode where where Ahura sang in the original yeah. series also. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and so she did something in, in the Apollo episode, as a matter yep. of fact, which mm -hmm. she, she had a wonderful uh, singing um, scene there. Um, and I think, you know, they, they, they kind of used her almost the way the original series did. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't you think like they yeah. didn't overuse her Correct. because yeah. I, I think in the original series, they didn't overuse her and mm -hmm. they didn't use her as much as I thought as they did in the movies, right? In right, the movies, sure. she was much more part of it. But in the series, she was sort of like the communications person, and that's kind of what she did. And she would go every once in a while, she would be involved in stuff, but not overly in the original mm -hmm. series. I think they did the same thing here, kind of they keeping did. that momentum mm -hmm. going. You know, um, They almost took it like it was, again, 1960. At this point, it would be 19, what, 1970, if it would go <laughs> for another two seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 67, 68, 69, so probably like 1970, 
maybe 71. Um, so during they kept it going during that same kind of uh, uh, time, which I thought was really good. And she did a great job. Absolutely. Very, very Absolutely. good voice also. Like, it, again, you know, these characters did not imitate any of these characters. No, you know? no. So if people are going to look at it thinking that, well, he doesn't sound like Kirk. And well, that's that's the thing that you have to yeah that's the thing that you have to be of careful of that you have to you be have careful to. because because you know you can you can get sucked into that you know yeah, like yeah, ah, you know he does he's not he's not Spock he's not Kirk and you're yeah. you're missing the point it's it's the, the ultimate tribute to uh you know to uh this series it's the ultimate it's an honor you know and it's a tribute to it and it's it's respecting the series and that's what they're doing they're, they're, the series, yeah. you know because again we talked it's very easy to screw it up and kind of just do whatever you want but no they wanted to do it as close as possible to the series with as much respect as possible and i they completely succeeded with that yeah i think so and that's why when i was looking at it i wasn't looking at it um, well, actually, uh, when I first started, when I st first started watching it, I thought, "Oh God, I hope they're not, right. I hope they're not doing imitations of these guys." You know what I mean? Right. That was my dreaded thing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then when I saw him, what he was doing, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, he's not imitating; he's being that guy." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's being him, you know. Right. And it's a much different thing, and um, it's a viewpoint, you know, like. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 uh, the impersonator Jim Meskimen, right? Who I had on my my last show, and he's he's guy is amazing, right? He does, but he was talking a lot about when you when he 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 changes his viewpoint when he's imitating somebody, mm -hmm. and it's just a viewpoint change, you know. And you start mm -hmm. thinking about oh, like you know, if you're if you're Morgan Freeman, you kind of talk like this, and and he just changes his viewpoint. And if you're this guy, and he does all these um, uh, these crazy impressions that are amazing. But he says it's just a view. He's just changing his viewpoint, and now this guy looks at life this way. Right. When you do that, you can suddenly be that guy because you've studied that guy enough. You can say I'm that guy now because my viewpoint has shifted. To what he sees right you see what i'm saying exactly. and that's yes. basically what acting is obviously but when you're doing somebody who's who's so iconic you know it becomes a little bit more of a challenge you know because mm -hmm. now you have to people are gonna look at you and be like well you're not imitating him mm -hmm. you don't sound like him i could see right. some more on saying that <laughs> of course of yeah. course what it's like it, re it reminds me of they they did um one of their shows was a continuation of the mirror mirror episode oh my god one of my favorites Right, and Mirror Mirror is like one of my favorites. Yeah, so episodes. so if you if you guys remember the Mirror Mirror episode in Star Trek, where they where the um four of the crewmen, Kirk and uh, uh Kirk and Ahura, they switched, and they went to the parallel universe where right, when the Spock had a beard and stuff like that. So they go through that episode and then they switch back and they go back to their normal universe as well. This episode actually shows you what happened. In the other, side. the other, in the other mirror universe of where right. Spock had a beard and stuff, and shows you the continuation of that, which yeah. is brilliant. I mean, brilliant. And, and then it's them, but now think about it it's, it's them too. playing Kirk, but in a parallel universe. So now you have yeah. to go that extra step, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? It's so interesting because when you in the in Mirror Mirror, the original episode, the um, the crew was taken to a different to a different, uh, um, what do you call it, um, dimension, basically, right? right? So like another dimension right. and where everything existed, but it was differently, right? Mm -hmm. there was, and there wasn't a federation, there was an empire, and it was just right. completely different. And then the other crew that was from the empire went to the federation, 
Right. So now they're coming out as violent and, you know, and, and having that type of uh, aggressiveness. Um, and it was just a brilliant, brilliant idea, too. I mean, just c to conceive it, I thought was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, my God, they're going the other way. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> See, like yeah. we're already in our parallel universe because we both have yeah, we already. <laughs> so I got there with I didn't have this this morning. Um so uh Chekhov. Chekhov is uh was played by Wait Lenhart. Um he was also very good. Now he had a, a tougher time because he had, you know, there's that accent that uh, Chekhov had right. and the real Chekhov, the real actor does not have a, a, a Russian accent. So he had to come, you know, do that for the show. So this gentleman had to do the same kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, again, didn't overdo it, nope. you know, played it you knew he had the accent, but he didn't overplay it. Um, didn't force it, which I think is, is, was a, a big, uh, a, a really important thing. Um, and, uh, yeah. So what do you think about, about, check off i thought he was great i thought he was fantastic you're absolutely right did you know they they put him in a lot of uh they put him in uh some more scenes in this one than you saw him in the original series like they yeah, did a little I, more with his character i think i think that that makes sense in a way mm -hmm. because um he was kind of becoming more as mm -hmm. the series went on right you right. know what i mean so it makes sense that they would actually have him more more be more on because i think he was becoming more popular exactly. for the reasons of our trivia question um that gene rottenberry picked him exactly. so um i think that 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 kind of like makes sense that he was uh used a little bit more um and then of course uh dr mccoy was played by chuck huber mm -hmm. and um he was great also i thought yep. his his portrayal was really i think in my in my just in my opinion i thought was the most i don't say unlike mccoy but didn't really use a lot of what McCoy had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, cause McCoy was like, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. He didn't uh, do a lot of that. And I thought that that was a great idea because yeah, they didn't want to go there. They I, can't go there yeah, because yeah. it's so iconic. Right. The joke is iconic. Right. Right. It's been imitated and made fun of. And even people walking down the street will say that, you know, uh, damn it, Jim, I'm a, I'm a this, I'm not a that, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's always the same joke. So you really couldn't really take him there. You know, mm -hmm. you had to kind of bring him back a little bit. You had to kind of be like, all right, let's chill out and let's just, but he did have the same kind of interaction with Spock and, um, you know, the same kind of, um, I mean, I love also the, the subtleties that they did, you know, because the, the original series had this kind of playfulness to them and it was the chemistry between Spock and Kirk and McCoy and, um, where they kind of like teased each other towards the end when they're, you know, in the bridge, whatever. And they kind of, and, and even when Spock, when, when, um, when Kirk smiles like at Spock or something, you know, like he approves of what he's doing, but he's also like saying, you little, you know, oh, you get me, you know, that kind of right, a thing. Right. Um, they even replicated those moments really, really well in the, in the episode. And I thought, oh, wow, that's interesting that they were able to get the smile and the, with Spock, you know, that kind of a thing. It looks like, you know, you're almost human, you know, right. and that kind of, that kind of, uh, um, you know, Spock is always insulted whenever you say that, right? Of course. I see no need <laughs> to be a, to 
salty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who else? Uh, who else do we got on the? We have we have Chris Doohan, right? Um, oh yeah, of course. Duh. Now, I wanted uh, to save him for last because oh, okay. that was the the most interesting. I think he's the the last one, though, right? We had a. Again, we had Michelle Specht who who did who played the counselor. Now the, right. the, the, the good thing, you know, the good. I guess the safest part for her was because there was no counselor, so she had. Right. A, she didn't have. A she didn't have to, somebody uh, to kind of model after. So they, but again, right. I thought she, I thought she was really, really good in she the role, in. and she fit in perfectly into she that role. In, yeah. yeah, yeah. She wasn't pushed in there too hard, you know. It was exactly. like she fit in perfectly, so that was cool. Yeah. And of course, Christopher. Christopher um, Dewan, who is the son of James Scotty Dewan. Now, some interesting facts about that uh, Chris Dewan talked about. He, um, first of all, going back, he used to be on the set of the old Star Trek when his I dad know. was on there, which is which is totally cool, right? He actually he actually tells a story of how <clears throat> while they were filming, and they, he was actually on the set during the Trouble with Tribbles, oh, and he, it was him and a friend, and they let them hang out in the set, so. Uh, they said that they put them in a room and until dad finished filming his scene or whatever. So the kids would have to hang out in a room and they had toys or whatever. So of course the kids sneak out and go into (laughs) these other parts of the set and they find, and they find the the little uh, cabinet at the top. And of course they open the cabinet and the top and all the tribbles come out Oh no! and they get, they they let all the tribbles come out all over the kids and they're like freaking out and then they end up running back into the little room that they're supposed to be in and i guess nobody had realized what happened so so his dad james Dewan, goes into the room to check on the kids and goes all right kids you do it you're good kids you're staying there he doesn't realize that there's tribbles all over the floor you know so uh but i just thought that was hysterical but um so cool but yeah it was really cool and he also um when they first asked him to do this he he didn't want to do it. He said, "You know, oh, I'm gonna have to, one, yeah, because it's you have to imitate his dad, and and you know, do this accent." He's like, "I'm not gonna sound like my dad. How am I gonna sound like my dad?" You know, right, but right. he, but then he, you know, but then people, I think it was his family, told him, "What are you crazy? You you definitely should do it. Just do it. Do oh, this. you have to do this." So he finally does it, and and I did. He, I thought he did his dad so well. Such so, uh, a great job in doing it. So I was very happy yeah, with that. Yeah, I was very, I was really impressed with with him, and he had the same. I mean, cause, because he looks like his dad, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, not completely, but you can see him. His eyes, you can see the likeness. Yeah, the eyes, yeah. you can see the likeness. Um, he got the accent down pretty he good. Did. He you did. know what I mean? It was, it was really good. I wasn't thinking that it was forced or anything. Yeah. There was somebody that he said that he imi- that he actually imitated that he was listening to to get that accent. It wasn't mm. his father. It was somebody else who had an accent. It was an actor. Mm. Oh, um, Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he said that he was listening to interviews of Gerard Butler because I guess he's got that real thick accent. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, said yeah. that that is how he learned to do how he uh, to pronounce the words correctly. The words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do, man. You just got to. Yeah get a study wow so yeah i thought he was he was really great um he was in all the 11 episodes which was good i think they were all in um dr mccoy was um chuck was only in nine episodes so. right because he was a different person i think in the first two right episodes or something and um i don't see him on here so i don't know if they oh here it is right here larry uh Nemechek. okay uh, play Dr. McCoy in three episodes. 
Oh, three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, three episodes. So I mean, he had nine. So I don't know. That's more than than episodes were made, but maybe there's some in the can that we didn't actually see yet. Surprise. But um, but yeah, I thought that that he did a great job. Um, and of course, Vic. Vic. What can you say? I mean, <laughs> yeah, just he did a great job, and he also was was um very gracious of his time mm-hmm. to the fans. And behind the scenes, you know right. what I mean? Because he knew that this was this was a different meaning for a lot of the fans, you know. So they he brought people be- behind the scenes. He he shares a lot of stuff. If you go to the YouTube page for uh, Star Trek Continues, you'll see a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of the bloopers, a lot of the funny stuff that goes on behind the scenes, um, and a lot of the con- interview interviews that went on as well. So it was really uh, very very uh, great for the fans that he really understood the what how important this was you know another question that i want to ask ask him is was he a, a trekkie right you know? right like, yeah was he, you know what i mean it was he obsessed with star trek as much as, as the people that are watching him are you know so uh, that's another question that we're going to be uh talking to about him so that's going to be cool i'm going to have a lot of fun so again vic Mignana is going to be on the show on thursday june 10th it's a live show everybody it's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's over here if you're in the East. If you're in Central, it's 5 p.m. But 6 p.m. we're going to be here on Thursday, at, and we're really excited to have Vic on. Um, and what else can I? Uh, what else can I say? Uh, but, there it is. This. Star Trek continues, and 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 again, they had they had some other characters in there as well that they that you know they weren't more, they weren't as prominent as the major characters but they did have some great you know actors and actresses who played yeah. other roles whether it's a security guard or or an ensign or something like that yep. but they they were very very good in those roles as well yep definitely and there and of course there's us yeah we uh, well we were in the original <laughs> we series. were in the original we were there i mean people don't, people don't remember yeah. us because we Shat- were shatner actually said that i was one of the best uh red shirts he's ever seen yeah, he actually said to me, he was, "You're one of the worst, the 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 worst, best red shirt people that we killed." <laughs> I mean, I, I so would take that. I, after that, I was like, "Man, I could just <laughs> die right now." Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but if saying. but if but if you guys anyone again if you haven't seen star trek continues i absolutely would recommend you guys check it out if you like star trek and you want to see a beautiful ending to the old yeah, series yeah, exactly like if you're a fan of the series and you don't know that it's there it's there it's, it's there yeah it's and it's really on youtube great. uh you know and it's a, like i said it's a beautiful way to end that that series and transition into the movies and you get to see a lot of cool stuff that went on in between um yeah. that's part of star Trek. transitions into the movies almost yeah. in a sense yeah. too right you can see their, their clothing and everything right. kind of matches the what's heading into the movies you know i'm right. like oh man that's so freaking cool that they did that so it's very very cool all right well we're almost at an hour here uh folks want to thank you all for tuning in we still have some trivia to do here um i think i know what the but the answer is, but uh, I'm not sure that, uh, George, what, <laughs> give us that trivia question one more time for our audience. All right. So let's see how good John is. Um, so the, again, the trivia question Probably was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is she packing her bags? Oh, no, sorry. She's gone. She's it's gone, right? <laughs> um, so, so um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, I forgot the question. Oh, okay. So yeah. So uh, Gene Roddenberry 
modeled uh, the character of Ensign Chekhov uh, after this 1960s cultural icon because he wanted to bring in the young audience to Star Trek. Who was this cultural icon? Okay, I'm going to give two seconds to anybody that's out there if you know who it is. Um, five, four, three, two, one. Davy Jones. You got it. Yeah. John Soto with the third question out of you know 127. I, you know what's funny is that I <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny is that I remember when when you watch Chekhov, like a young Chekhov, he looks exactly like yes. Davy Jones, and he his does, haircut yeah. was Davy Jones. You know, well, his it was actually a, a toupee a, that a toupee, they, yeah. he was wearing. But, but yes, yeah, they uh, so those funny. those of you who don't know or weren't alive back then, but uh, Davy well, Jones. Neither were we. True, but <laughs> but true, but uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? We were on the original. Yeah, series. oh yeah, that's right. I forgot we were on the original. See, series. Um, again, I am seven well. years old. Yeah, so no, so um, so yeah, so Davy Jones was a member of the group called the Monkees, which was a big group back in the you know sixties and seventies. So we're kind of modeled after the Beatles, right? They were the Monkees were, were sort of like a TV show. They were a TV show. They were a musical group. They were musicians as well, yeah. you know. And they had some but, great songs. They did, they did, but they were like the you know again they were teen heartthrobs, right? And yeah, Davy yeah. Jones was the was the good looking young guy right at that time, so. Um, yeah, great, great one. Um, I was gonna say something. I can't remember what it was now. That I'm, I'm better looking than Davy Jones. <laughs> well, you know, I say that every day. <laughs> that I'm better that, looking than Davy Jones. Isn't, isn't that what I text you? <laughs> I'm trying to get you, get your, you know, because I know sometimes you get depressed. So I'm like, George, you are better looking than Davy Jones. Yeah, Sense. that's true. That's very true. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Don't forget, please, this coming Thursday. Today is Tuesday. Then there's Wednesday. Then there's Thursday. On what? Thursday, we are going to have this gentleman. Vic Mignana is going to be on the show, and we're uh, really happy. Thursday, June 10th, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm sorry I keep mentioning it, but I just want really people to come on and to really, you know, ask questions and to, it's going to be a fun conversation. He played an iconic character that we all admire and he kind of is an important part of the, you know, the bookend basically to the series that we all felt got a short, you know, short changed. And now we feel like it's gotten its due and now it's a, it's a completed series. And so he's going to be on the show on, on Thursday. So that's where we are. Cool. Sounds good. All right, folks. Thank you very much for George Batista and all of us here at Counterparts. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful night. Take care of yourselves. And as always, peace.